Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Just Two Lads with me, your co-host Kelsey, and me, your stand-in co-host Taylor. (laughs) So Taylor is my sister, for those of you who don't know. Um, If you listen to the podcast though, you should absolutely know who Taylor is, and if you say anything rude about her, it's your funeral. (laughs) But anyway, um... So yeah, Andres is not here today because he is going to Mexico for, I think, two weeks. Um, He's probably in Mexico right now by the time that we're recording this. Um, But I had this fun idea when Taylor and I were FaceTiming. I don't know, we FaceTime a lot. But just one time we were talking and I was like, I was watching the new episodes of Riverdale and it's like you couldn't even, you couldn't even believe it. Um, because we both watched season one, I think, together, but then Taylor sort of fell off and I became more addicted, so today I'm going to be explaining Riverdale to Taylor. Yeah, I'm a little scared. (laughs) So, Taylor, since you saw season one, for people who are listening who have never seen Riverdale, also there will be spoilers, so if you care to not know in advance... I guess don't listen to this, but you'll be missing out. Um, Tell us about season one, like what the premise or like who the main characters are and stuff like that. Okay, I'll tell you what I remember, which is almost nothing. (laughs) I remember the main characters, Betty, Jughead. Archie. Archie, I almost said Alfie. (laughs) Archie, Veronica, uh the redheaded girl what's her name cheryl cheryl mm-hmm. and the other dude the friend oh kevin kevin but i don't really remember much about the plot at all all i remember is that like cheryl's family is going through something i think their barn burns down at some point and her dad's in there or something <laughs> that is absolutely incorrect <laughs> um her brother is found dead in oh yes the river. that's the first episode yeah and so the whole first se- the whole first season is like them trying to figure out who killed cheryl's brother jason who's her twin mm-hmm. um once they figure that out in season one the writers were like well we who, didn't well who did it well we have to get to that you don't remember it was the dad the dad killed jason because he didn't want to take over the maple syrup empire. Which burned to the ground. <laughs> there was a fire. Was there? I don't remember a fire. Um, but the I think the dad was killed, I think, by the mom. Oh, my um, gosh. But after the first season, they don't... I mean, there's Jason's dead body puppet that comes up in, like, season four or five, I think. Maybe season three. Puppet? Yeah, they, like, Cheryl refuses to bury him, so he's just, like, in their weird, like, prayer room in their house, and just, he's just sitting there like a dead body. She's trying to communicate with him. Um, Is it a puppet or the act? No, it's, like, his actual dead body. Okay. Uh, (laughs) But basically, after season one, nothing from season one reappears because I don't think the writers expected there to be a season two. Um, and now I'm finishing season six, much to my chagrin. Um, do you remember, did you watch any of season two with Betty's dad? 
Um, the only thing I remember about Betty's relationships with her family is that her mom's like really pushy and she doesn't like her mom. That's all I know. <laughs> okay, so season two is about Betty's dad being a serial killer. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so season two and you guys, I don't like have the episode guides up with me. This is just purely my brain power trying to remember. And you'll understand by the time we get to season six why I cannot remember with any clarity any of the storylines of what happened. Um, because every episode could be an entire 700-page novel in itself. <laughs> but season two, so Betty finds out her dad is a serial killer. And so, of course, she and, like, Jughead and Archie and whatever, they're going after the Black Hood guy who's, like, taping them. Do you remember, like, they'll, he sends videotapes of them, to, like, in front of their house for, like, hours and hours and hours, and, like, everyone's freaked out about the Black Hood. I can't remember if he kills people. I have not watched season two, oh, so I do not you have remember no idea. that. But I do, I just want to bring this up because I just remembered something <laughs> from season one. The pool scene. Oh, where Betty goes to Dark Betty. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> so so that that is maybe the only thing that carries through the seasons of Riverdale is this pool scene that happened for like 30 seconds in season the one. The most random scene in the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Betty goes like Dark Betty, right? And everyone's like, oh my god, Betty. Because she almost like drowns the kid that she yeah. and Veronica were with. And she needs to wear a black wig for that apparently right they were in disguise for whatever reason could have fooled me (laughs) but that's like the one season two like through line because then she realizes at the end of season two that her dad is a serial killer and then so that's like where she gets that yeah like this serial killer gene that people are they can test for apparently in the world of riverdale they can test to see if you have the serial killer gene um, which if they could really do that, wow, you'd get a lot more people <laughs> looking at you a lot more suspicious. But anyway, so Dark Betty becomes a plot point in season two because she's like, I feel like I lose control, like I black out and like I go feral on people. Maybe does she just have multiple personality? Well, they never talk about that. Mental illness is not anything they talk about on okay. Riverdale, Taylor. It I feel all, like it should be. It all ends it up... It seems like it should be. <laughs> it all ends up being either a genetic mutation, um, some sort of weird magic witch spell. Yeah, I can't wait to get into the magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you've watched season one of Riverdale, which premiered probably close to 10 years ago, because they're on season six now... It was like a normal mystery show, and that's what I really liked. Now it's become like Gossip Girl meets Harry Potter, and that's literally not an exaggeration. There's musical numbers. It's absolutely the craziest show on television. The first episode of Riverdale aired in January of 2017. So So six years ago? Five years ago? I can't do math. Five years ago, I think. Four years ago. 2017 to now? <laughs> it's the end of 2021. Isn't that five? 
Or is that four? Well, 2021 minus 2017 is four. So it's closer to five since we're in, the, okay. in December so, now. Definitely not 10 years ago, but the no. way this story has progressed, <laughs> it could have been. It um, feels like it's been on for a decade at least. Yeah. So Betty goes from liking Archie when she turns it, when he turns her down to dating Jughead, which you, do you know that? Yes, I knew that. I remember this scene, the most iconic scene of her <laughs> The I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I don't fit in. <laughs> I don't belong here. Yeah, so that was Jughead's monologue. Oh, yes, um, I remember. So I feel like every character just goes on such a journey that I feel like we need to break it down. So we were talking about Betty. So mm-hmm. she finds out her dad is a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. So then she's worried that she is also a serial killer. Obviously. Um, and I can't remember if it's season two or season three, but then this guy comes, his name is Chick, who claims to be her long-lost brother. That's fake. Um, that she... <laughs> that can't be real. That she has... Well, her mom, the pushy news anchor, she's like... I had to give up a kid. I don't remember if it was Betty's dad's kid or someone else's kid, but she was like, I had to give up my kid for adoption. His name is Chick, like blah, blah, blah. And then surprise, surprise, Chick shows up and Betty's whoa, like, wait, 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 wait. They named one of their children Betty and the other one Chick. And there's also Polly, the older sister. Okay. I don't know <laughs> if Chick is just a nickname or not. They never explain very much on Riverdale, Taylor. Maybe his full name is Charles. Oh, I think it is Charles. And they call him Chick. I could be a screenwriter. <laughs> um, so Chick shows up and Betty's like, nah, 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 nah. This is not the real Chick. He's too shady, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Betty, like, the show, like, puts him in situations where Betty's like, see, I told you. And then, of course, he has, like, a perfectly reasonable explanation that's kind of shady that the mom believes. And then I think at the end of the season, maybe it's season three, I have no idea, we find out that the guy who was Chick is not actually her brother. Her real brother, Chick, is an FBI agent. Obviously. <laughs> And I'm fairly sure Chick is dating some guy who is also in the story. I cannot Real remember. Real Chick or fake Chick? Fake ch- <laughs> Chicken. Like Chicken with the apostrophe N. <laughs> um, is dating some other guy who's like a character in the story. I can't remember if it's Real Chick, Chicken E-N, or like one of the the snake gang member guys. Okay, the Serpents. That. Um, I can't remember who it is, but he's dating someone, and basically he gets put away in prison, and I think Betty actually- Chicken? Chicken, yeah. Fake chicken. You can just chicken. You can just call him chicken, and then the real Guy, chick is chick. chick. Okay. So, I believe Betty, before her dad gets, um, found out, because she, of course, the it's teenage the daughter, she yeah. figures it out, it's him. Obviously. Um, because he sends- he's like- He's, like, one of those serial killers where um, after a while he's, like, I need to give someone a clue because I want someone mm-hmm. to figure out who I am, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Betty figures it out based off of some weird clue that he sends her that only she would know, you know, from her childhood or something. And then she actually sends Chicken off to slaughter and sends her dad <laughs> off to kill Chicken because she thinks that <laughs> that he's not real chick 
But then Chicken survives and other Chick and real Chick shows up. And he goes, actually, I'm real Chick. And now that I think about it, I think Chicken and Chick were actually dating. And Chicken was like a drug addict that had been reformed that Chick was like working with who he's then undercover or something. Because plot twist, Chick, real Chick, also has the serial killer gene. Well, that would make sense if they have the same father. Yeah. But so he's like, Betty, I want you to work at the FBI and intern because we're studying this, this gene, this serial killer gene. And he's like making it out to be like she's weird and like he doesn't have it and then he obviously has it because I'm pretty sure he tries to like kill someone because at least in like season five and six, he's not around. Betty does stab him in the leg. I think he is a serial killer and he tries to kill the mom and the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Are you following along? <laughs> I am hanging on by a thread at this point. So I just want to know why the best decision Betty could come up with is to send chicken out to slaughter <laughs> because she was sus. <laughs> like, how does that make sense? Is that the serial killer gene talking or it it could be the fact that she was you know at this point only 17 years old and 17 year olds are criminally insane most of the time anyway okay or that it was the serial killer gene where she's like so blinded with rage that the only possible solution yeah is to kill him um so chick chicken ends up in jail Betty's dad ends up in solitary confinement, although for some reason Betty keeps going to visit him in subsequent seasons to try and, like, figure out what's wrong with her, see if her dad can be reformed. And Charles Chick, the FBI agent, he makes it out of the season relatively unscathed. Um, Besides being stabbed in the leg. No, that's, like, season four or five. This is after her mom and sister get sucked into a cult, which we'll talk about later. Oh, my God. (laughs) And this is just Betty's family. (laughs) So now we're going to go to <laughs> So now we're going to go to Jughead. Oh god. What do you remember about Jughead's storyline? Okay, this is what I remember. Okay. I remember his monologue. Mhm. I remember him being an outcast. Mhm. I remember that his dad is like the head of the serpent mm-hmm. motorcycle gang. Mhm. I remember I think his dad was like involved with veronica's mom is that real i can't remember he was involved with somebody i think he was involved with betty's mom okay one of them because they end up dating later okay and i also remember that he has a little sister jelly bean jelly bean and i remember him like some sort of turmoil with him having to save her in season one but i that is all I remember. Okay, so in season two, I think in season two, Jughead's dad makes his first appearance. Oh, so maybe I did watch part of season two. Um, because they're trying, Veronica's dad is trying to get rid of the serpent's, like, trailer park that they live in or whatever to build the prison. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I watched, like, a couple of a couple. episodes. Yeah. So, that chocolate's gonna Um, so yeah, Jughead's dad comes back, 
And I don't think you meet the sister or the mom until later in season three when Jughead and Archie go off into like the wild, wild west um, to find his mom who runs a similar motorcycle gang in another area. Jughead's mom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so really nothing that exciting happens besides the fact that Jughead and his dad you know, obviously butt heads about everything because Jughead's like, I want a normal life and to not live in a trailer. And his dad's like, you weren't born for a normal life, kid. You eat cold cereal and... <laughs> as opposed to hot. Okay. As opposed to hot cereal. And like, this ain't your life. We, You didn't grow up on the side of the tracks that Betty did or whatever. So that's pretty much uneventful, except that Jughead does move out at one point and lives under the stairs like harry potter at school and pretty sure it gets chased by the black hood at some point because the black hood is like targeting people that betty are close to okay there's also i think in in season two or maybe season three i don't even know why we're talking seasons because none of the story has any chronological sense to it at all um but they do a throwback episode where all the characters play versions of their parents when there's like a drug epidemic going around to figure out who started the drug epidemic and the drug is called jingle jangle and there's like was this their christmas special (laughs) i don't think so um okay so the actors who play the teenagers Mm -hmm. play their parents as teenagers as teenagers and the drug epidemic is from the past or in current time? So the drug epidemic, much like the 80s, started in the 80s. And it's making kids now, like, hallucinate to see this, like, moose king. Or oh, like- my God. <laughs> I tell you. Wait, how did the kids now get it? So they're taking, it's a new drug epidemic, but an old drug? I think so, because basically the rival gang to Jughead's gang, the Ghoulies, are drug dealers. Okay. And they're giving people drugs that are making them go out into the forest and end up killed because they're, like, playing this D&D-like game and they take drugs and then they're like, the Moose King. I can't remember what his actual name was, but it's a guy that has, like, a, a antler yeah, skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes out and, like, human sacrifices them. Um, and so there's like a flashback because the parents are all like, not the jingle jangle. Oh, because it's like. It's from when they yeah, played the yeah, D&D yeah, game yeah. in the past. And so that was sort of like, I kind of like the throwback episodes because you actually get some. Some sort some of plot. Context. <laughs> yeah, some plot, some context. And so, of course, like Betty's mom is chased, Played by Betty. Played by Betty. That is confusing. Betty's mom, played by Betty, played by Lily Reinhardt. <laughs> Um, gets chased in the school because they're in detention and that it's like breakfast club they literally yeah, redo breakfast say. club and they Great. play D and it's chasing her and of course like betty is the most afflicted by this drug epidemic because she of course sees things that other people don't you know she's sort of like the semi-omniscient character yeah. <laughs> so so that's when she so that night is when betty's mom finds out she's pregnant i think with either polly or chick real chick not chicken yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah obvious and i think <laughs> that wouldn't make sense but i think i think it's jughead's dad's kid and that's why she gave him up why he has a serial it must 
See, maybe it's from the mom. Maybe it's from the mom. But then why would the dad? Yeah. See, this is exactly (laughs) the problem with Riverdale. Literally, nothing tracks. (laughs) Nothing has follows any sort of logic. But anyway, so after she takes the pregnancy test, she's chased down the hallway by the Moose King, and then (laughs) it like flashes back. Okay. And I think season two is also the first appearance of the musical episodes. See, I think, it, I don't remember any of that, but I know I did not watch any of the musical episodes because that has, it's it, crossed a line. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a new level. And I think we have to take like a carve out and just tackle musical episodes on their As own. As like bottle episodes. Yeah, because they, they say that they're following the plot they literally just do the plot of the musical and yeah. work it into the Riverdale story somehow. Um, but they do a couple of musical episodes. They do Carrie okay. during the Black Hood season because someone actually ends up stabbed. Um, and then everyone thinks that it might be like Betty or Jughead or someone in the play. They do Heathers, yeah, which, I that one. which you should have known it was going downhill from there. They did Hedwig and the Angry Inch what yeah (laughs) okay and they did next to normal okay and that's just the full musical episodes not the musical numbers that are just randomly in certain episodes that don't make any sense (laughs) i feel like if you're gonna do random musical numbers you need at least one an episode kind of like in big mouth Mm -hmm. so it's like oh it's just part of the tv show yeah I mean, they try and make it part of the TV show, but, like, there is no TV show. Like, the plot, much like our sanity, is hanging on by a thread. Yeah. So, let's jump back to Veronica and Archie. Because they don't have a ton that go on in season two, except that Veronica just hates her dad. And her dad and her are in, like, a war, like, a family feud war type situation where he's trying to thwart her and she's trying to get back at him. I don't know when she realizes she has a long-lost sister. Um, but yeah, these people... One thing I don't like about Riverdale is they, like, have a ton of convenience characters where they are characters that come in to advance the plot of, like, one episode and then they're never heard from again, but they're supposedly, like, siblings or families that would actually, like, yeah. probably be significant. Um... But very strange. It seems like everyone has a long-lost sibling. Yeah. Um, except Jughead. He just has Jelly Bean, but she's only in one season when, like, she pretends to be the Black Hood again to get a rise out of Betty and Jughead because they're, like, not spending enough time with her or something. Classic. Um, yeah, classic Jelly Bean move. <laughs> um, and she, like, records the front of the house again to make it seem... They're like, Jelly Bean, how could you do this? Blah, 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 blah. And I think that's when Chicken Chicken come back. I think that's their resurgence is the Jelly Bean season. Because they come back and they're like, Betty, I'm going to kill your whole family. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Give me the knife. I'll do it. And then she stabs Chick. And then Chicken, I think, also gets shot by maybe Jughead's dad or something. Why did they come? What's, why did they come back? I feel like they. Because Chick is crazy okay like he's got this serial killer gene and then all of a sudden he like flips the switch on and he's like it's my i think it's nice that he works for the fbi yeah 
Well, that's well, that's sort of like the undertone is that he's not really there to work for the FBI. Like he's he works for the uh, FBI, but he's like self serving. Like that's you, why he's. Got you, got you studying the serial killer gene so that maybe he can kill people and be like oh this person had the gene and like that's why they killed him you You know that that seems to be like the subplot um and dark betty doesn't really return after that because maybe she got it all out at that point um who knows who knows yeah um and archie basically he just like gets in teenage fights with his dad about wanting to be a musician instead of a construction worker so like honestly Archie's like the most normal of them all yeah which is honestly surprising because it's and he's supposed to be like based off of the cartoon like Mm -hmm. the main yeah well he's like he's like the um the straight man yeah. For those of you who know improv, like, the one who is of the same mind as the audience who's like, what is going on? Like, this is not normal type thing. Um, oh, did, did you know about Veronica's speakeasy club that she opens as a 17-year-old? <laughs> um, no. But I, I'm, the first image that popped into my head from that was the Gossip Girl episode where Chuck and Blair <laughs> that were in a whole nother universe yeah. where Chuck and Blair go to Chuck's own, like he's like gonna buy that club. he owns the bar yeah at that point does he own it or I thought he bought it afterwards I don't know but Blair goes up there and does a little dance oh yeah 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 I think that's what prompted him, him to, to buy, buy the bar. Yeah. And then he, they're like, you can't have a liquor license. You're only 18 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Veronica does something similar, uh, of course, to spite her father. Because I guess for whatever reason, her dad, like, cuts her off. Or she's like, I don't want to use your money. So she buys the basement of the hamburger shop. Which we didn't even know had a basement. <laughs> Pops, the hamburger shop. Yeah, yeah. And she puts in a whole speakeasy. And of course, at this point, you know, their audience is like us and we're not of drinking age at that point. And neither technically are the characters. So they're like, it's a speakeasy, but like, they're virgin drinks. (laughs) So it's like one of those like 18 plus clubs. Basically. But of course, the characters do musical numbers. Later, they... In the speakeasy. In the speakeasy. Um, In a later season, I think in season five, they do a Coyote Ugly rendition oh my god i'm telling you taylor it's crazy i think they sing that gretchen walker song or whatever that i ain't no redneck woman. no it is I'm i a am redneck. a yeah. redneck woman so one of those songs we were just like oh my god please put veronica miss pearls it's, every day it's veronica cheryl and betty and i think maybe josie who does it too yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we need to talk about Cheryl in season two. So she's basically mourning her brother Jason, finding out that, you know, her dad was a murderer. Her mom and her get in a fight. She ends up sending her mom to jail for something. And I think, like, chemically burning or cutting off her hands for some reason. Her mom's hands? Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> and then her mom. So, so she has a grandma. She calls her, like, Nana Rose or whatever. Okay. Nana Rose's story finally gets revealed in the magic separate universe story of season six we finally understand why nana rose is there (laughs) either they've been playing the longest game in television history (laughs) or they are literally flying by the seat of their pants every single episode (laughs) i think it's b 
Um, so basically, Cheryl's just in turmoil at home, and she also realizes that she's gay, and so she starts dating Tony, one of the serpents, Vanessa Morgan, that girl, who okay. was in the iconic show My Babysitter's a Vampire. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so they start dating, and then, of course, like, the serpents have issues with the blossoms because the blossoms are, like, rich and the serpents are poor. Mm-hmm. And then also Cheryl realizes that Betty is her cousin somehow, which makes... Does does that mean Cheryl also has the serial killer gene? No, for some reason, the blossom line is clear of that, but messed up in literally every other way. <laughs> Except for her dad killing her son, or his son. Yeah, well, she... Well, Cheryl then... Because I guess the Blossom family has to vote on what they do with the maple farms. And Cheryl's like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. So she invites everyone left of the Blossom line over to her house and kills, like, the patriarch after he saw Jason's taxidermied body in the basement. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) And then she's like, this is my orchard now. Like, look me in my eyes. This is my empire now. And everyone's like, okay. And just leaves. Um. And her mom gets sent to the same prison as Chicken. So that's how their stories line up again. Oh, Taylor, we're only 30 minutes into this. We're only 30 minutes in. That's okay. Um, And so Cheryl doesn't have, like, a super weird season two comparatively to, like, everything else that she does usually. Um, But it could be worse. (laughs) So since we are halfway through... I feel like we need to either go into the musical episodes or explain to me how magic has appeared <laughs> into this. Well, into this I, I want to do that, but since we're halfway through, I want to do a little bit of a debrief so far. Based okay. off of someone who's only seen approximately 15 of, I think, 100 episodes of the show, does any of the plotline make sense to you? I feel... Oh, also in season two, I think Cheryl tries to commit suicide by drowning herself in the lake, the same place yeah. that her brother died. Um, I would say that I've been able to follow along with what you're saying, but does any of it make any logical sense at all? No. Should I expect that from a show like Riverdale? probably foolishly (laughs) it was foolish for me to think that it would make logical sense but i feel like this would all make more sense if they established like season one episode one that we are in not our universe if we if they established that there was magic well magic doesn't come until like season four or five well that's what i'm saying like i feel like everything else would be more believable Yeah, I mean, I think they do that because they do show that it's not quite our world because they have some, like, old-fashioned stuff mixed in with, like, cell phones and stuff. You know, like, they drive cars from, like, the 50s and stuff like that. So they do a little bit of, like, this is kind of a world out of time, very, like, Twilight Zone-y, but also, like, they don't do a good enough job for how weird it gets. No, it's not clear enough. Um, And also, I'm giving you plot points out of order of the episodes like all Cheryl's stuff doesn't happen like in one or yeah, two episodes no. it's like little bits and pieces throughout 15 episodes and so like nothing makes sense until the last episode of the season when everything comes together it feels a little bit like 
at least the stuff before the magic happens, it feels a little bit like Pretty Little Liars to me. Mm-hmm. Because that's set in, like, our world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got just as confused watching <laughs> Pretty Little Liars as it, mm-hmm. this is sounding. Because there's just so many characters coming in and out, and it's like you're trying to figure out who's doing what. Yeah. And then in the end, you're just like, that was what? stupid. Like, I don't yeah. get it. Like, it's just, it's not coming across clearly. Mm-hmm. I feel like another big problem is they should have set this show as the characters are not in high school. Because I get why they had to because some of these circumstances, like, wouldn't come up if they weren't, you know, in a high school situation. But they're opening clubs. They're, like, starting gangs. It Like, it's yeah. stuff that high schoolers, like, don't do. And they exert too much independence to yeah. be high schoolers. And their parents, like, don't care where they are. And, like... And they're like, Mom, you just got to trust me. And they're like, why do you have a shotgun and a grenade? And they're like, you got to trust me. And they're like, okay, Betty. And like, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't track. No, I, aren't they like in the current seasons? Aren't they like married? Aren't Veronica and Archie married at this point? And- so there is a seven year time jump. Because the (laughs) actors are now in their 30s, most of them. So they can't play 18 anymore. Well, could they play 18 to begin with? No. I mean, most of them were in their mid-20s when they were playing 15-year-olds. But it got to the point where they're like, oh, they look... It's so bad. Yeah, like, Like, they they look like they're in their 30s playing 19-year-olds. But I think they time jump maybe season 4 or season 5. I can't remember because for a while they took a big like hiatus so I don't remember where they time jumped um but the big thing that I want to talk about before we do the the musical episodes is the cult that I mentioned oh, earlier. Yes. Um, how, because, ca- how could I forget about the cult <laughs> because that is actually something that th- tracks through season four and five because Betty's older sister Polly and her mom somehow Polly ends up having twins Okay. I don't know how. I maybe think she comes back one day. She's like, Mom, I had twins. I don't know. I can't explain cool. it. Cool. Her storyline is really not very developed. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. Um, but the twins, Juniper and Dagwood. <laughs> oh my god. Dagwood. Yeah. I you could get away with Juniper, but I don't know about Dagwood. Yeah. So I think, first of all, Polly wants to take the Blossom name because the Cooper name is now sullied because of the dad. I kind of remembered that Jason, the brother, was like wanting to get engaged. Yes, with with Polly. And they were like, no, you can't do that. And did they like send Polly to like a mental institution? Yes. And Betty tries to break her out. I do. Yes, I remember that. And then they try and harvest (laughs) Betty's organs. I don't remember that. Like, they get... No, maybe that's the cult. But they Betty got trapped in the mental institution, too, and she's, like, playing this mind game with them. And she's like, I'm crazy. I'm taking my meds. And then she's not actually taking her meds. And then she, like, gets everyone else to stop taking their meds. And then they all actually go crazy because a lot of them actually yeah. are crazy. And then that's how she breaks out Polly. And her mom won't tell her it's because she had incestuous <laughs> relations with her cousin because they wouldn't tell them they were cousins because the Blossoms and the Coopers were feuding for, like, however many years. Um, so are the twins Jasons then? I think the twins are Jasons. I think they are too, because I, I briefly remembered that 
part of the reason they sent her away is because she was like not only are we getting engaged i'm pregnant or something like yeah that. something like that and so cheryl of course has like a property interest in these twins yeah. now too but they're reeling from the dad because apparently the mom is blindsided by the fact that her horrible husband was a serial killer so they join this like cult that that appears like most cults do to be like a commune Mm. for healing and of course the leader is chad michael murray of course he's (laughs) in the show i should have known so it's chad michael murray and all these people are coming in and chad michael murray's character i i don't remember what his name is it's probably like probably chad michael murray yeah, as himself <laughs> um like comes in and he has a quote-unquote daughter who's like only five or six years younger than him pose as a high schooler to get people to join the cult from the high mm. school and of course who is the most suspicious of this you guessed it betty betty well before we go any further i would just like to say that I'm glad I never saw these episodes because Chad Michael Murray will only ever be one character to me, (laughs) and that would be Austin Ames from A Cinderella Story. That was his peak, honestly. I think it was. I mean, I feel like some people would say One Tree Hill was his peak, because I'm pretty sure he was in that, but Mm. I never saw that. Yeah. And A Cinderella Story is just too good. It's too good. Yeah, I agree. He's looking a little... He, he's in his Worse 40s now. Way. Yeah, he's looking He's looking a little bit like... Um, he's aged. I Honestly, it's not that he looks so bad. It's that his skin looks so bad. Like, they put that, like, makeup that they put on people to make them look like orphans, oh. but, like, all over his body. That, like, dirt makeup that makes oh. them look like they're running around in the dirt. Oh, yeah. Can't explain it why they went with that choice. Or he's just really badly spray-tanned, like... That's and possible, th- too. And then they had to keep it the whole season because it was like, you know. (laughs) First day of shooting, he showed up like that. Yeah. Yeah. And because that's the continuity thing they cared about. Yeah, that was the one. (laughs) That's the one they had to stick to. Um, So anyway, it ends up being a cult. They try to human sacrifice the twin babies. And Polly and and her mom are like, no, he's just trying to help. He's, like, enlightening people. And the way that he does it is it's, like, through secrecy, of course, like a cult does. So Betty, of course, is like, I'm going to pretend to be all in this cult game and, like, really buy into it so that I can get into this room of enlightenment. She must be an incredible actor. I know. know. Well. With all of the pretending that she does, like, before she stabs Chick's leg and. (laughs) Yeah now this and it's the doe eyes yeah um but so she like goes in she goes into this church compound they're in and like you can tell that the daughter the quote-unquote daughter i don't i think her name is like amelia or agatha or something like that and she's suspicious of betty because betty is acting suspicious because betty is suspicious (laughs) of agatha acting suspicious (laughs) um and so she goes into the church compound fights her way into this enlightenment room that's just a statue of you guessed it the moose king (laughs) the moose king has returned it's either the moose king or like the satan from sabrina spellman because like sabrina is supposed to be in the same world as riverdale yeah i never understood that even with because i think that's true from the comics themselves Mm -hmm. right but i never understood that yeah so I think it was once. Are they like rival high schools or something? I think they're neighboring towns, Greendale and Riverdale. 
Oh, that would make sense. But again, they should have established that they're in this world at the very beginning. I guess like if you knew the cartoon, you would know that. But well, I don't think most of the audience that they were appealing to really knew the cartoon. Well, the thing is, I think they started adding magic in because this didn't have any magic in it yet. Because Sabrina started Riverdale season four or five. And then they're like, oh, these are technically in the same world. So let's just like put magic in Riverdale now. I understand, but... Like, if Sabrina had never gotten made, I think Riverdale oh, would not yeah. have been as crazy. Yeah. But it you had, know. Had, well, it would have been as crazy, just... Yeah, but no magic Minus the magic, yeah. yeah. So, Betty's fighting this cult. I think season four is when Archie's dad dies. Mm-hmm. And so Archie takes over the boxing club and, like, gets into a fight and becomes, like, a vigilante, basically. Which, that's all I can really say, because that's, like, his whole arc, is he's like, I'm gonna avenge my dad, I'm gonna find who killed him, and then he finds out who killed him was, like, a teenager, and, like, the dad's trying to take the rap, and then he's like, oh, never mind, I'm just gonna go punch other criminals, like, on the street. Okay. But, anyway, so Betty gets caught, obviously, after she gets psychologically tortured by the Moose King in the, in the room. Okay. And it's not even the Moose King, it's just a statue of the Moose King. Or of Satan. I would say that is the first moment of magic then. Maybe. I feel like there was another show. I can't remember what it was or like a movie or something where it also had like a barn with this weird statue in it. It would like emanate like some sort of Hmm. energy off of it. I can't remember what it was. I think it could have been... um, It could have been The Sinner on netflix i haven't watched that show so i can't i i stopped watching it in the third season because it kind of creeped me out too much Mm. but yeah i don't know i don't even know if that's right but anyway (laughs) (laughs) so once betty gets captured that's when they try to harvest her organs Mm -hmm. and i don't remember who saves her at that point um because this feels like it was a decade ago even though it was probably only two and a half years ago that this was happening to betty um, but either way, somehow she wakes her mom and Polly up, and they realize that this guy is crazy, and Chad Michael Murray is not to be trusted. And there's a lot of people from Riverdale who, like, buy into this. So they're like, we gotta get them on a school bus, and then we gotta kill this guy. But he, you know what, you're right, this is when it really starts going off the rails, because this guy has a rocket <laughs> that he's gonna blast off it. He's like, I found out. I gotta get him on a rocket. Gotta go. Oh my gosh. So, of course, Betty, they have the principal of Riverdale High as the bus driver. Because I guess that's where they got the bus. Budget cuts. Yeah, budget cuts were happening. (laughs) So, Betty, of course, goes up with her mom to the roof to try and get this guy to not get in the rocket and to try and kill him. But somehow what ends up happening is, I don't remember what happens if they end up blowing this guy up or not. But the principal gets one of his hands blown off or cut off. So now he wears a glove that's like a fake hand. Okay. Um, that's the only through line from that season, really. Um, Wait. Go back. Who's this guy in the rocket? Chad Michael Murray. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The cult leader. Um, and I think he takes his daughter with him. I'm not quite sure. And we're also, so do they just rock it off somewhere? I don't know if Betty's or Betty's mom kills him before he gets in the rocket or they like blow up the rocket as it takes off i he's dead i don't remember because he never comes back so it doesn't matter if he's alive or dead he might yeah who knows (laughs) i haven't watched the last episode of the 
of the parallel universe, Riverdale. But um, what's the parallel universe, Riverdale? The one with Sabrina. Oh yes. So, in the interest of time, I think season five and six. Basically, the big thing that happens in this past season in season five is that there's like a trucker killer. This is after the time jump. Polly gets killed because she's, I guess, like a prostitute or something who like goes with truckers and there's a trucker that's out there mm. killing people. And so Betty, of course, wants to like find out who kills So her. this show is actually about Betty then. It kind of is about Betty because yeah. she's kind of like... She's like the point where everything think, comes off of. Yeah. Except in season six where there's literally no point to anything that happens. But I want to talk about the musical episodes because those, man, did you ever see the Carrie episode? No. So the Carrie episode happens at the height of the Black Hood season where everyone's in the auditorium and Betty and Jughead are like, someone's going to get killed. Someone's going to get killed because everyone in the town is here. So that means the Black Hood must be here. So we're going to try and like lure him out. Gotcha. But what ends up happening is the one nice person in the theater department gets brutally stabbed to death. Of course. And put on the stage as the dead body. And of course, Cheryl is Carrie because she's the only one with red hair. Okay. Um... And they horribly sing through Carrie the Musical. Um, I haven't seen Carrie the Musical, so I can't attest to, like, if it was good or not. However, the Heathers episode was where I should have tapped out. Yeah, I think there were a lot of (laughs) points where you should have tapped out. But now I just want to know. It's not even that... It's not even that I enjoy the show anymore. You just have to, like, find out. Like, what... Was the point of, of the all whole, of it. Yeah, of everything. Like, how are we going to wrap this up? Because at this point, also, Josie leaves for her own spinoff show that got canceled. Josie and the Pussycats. You know, I'm glad it never happened. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what's funny is, do you remember that show Katie Keene with Lucy Hale? I remember the name, but I don't remember anything about it. I never watched the show, but apparently... They brought Katie Keene into the universe because Josie in her solo show meets up with Katie Keene. And then Katie Keene has like a 10 second cameo in Riverdale as well. I mean, I liked the the girl who played Josie. I just, I feel like we can't have more TV shows (laughs) coming off off of this. Well, I think that's the problem because it got canceled because I think like in theory she had a good story, but then when they actually tried to like make multiple seasons they're like oh she's just trying to be a singer like whatever you know yeah um so the other musical episode was carrie where of course cheryl was heather chandler and then it was it was cheryl and tony didn't veronica not play veronica i think betty might have played veronica but it was cheryl and tony against Betty and Veronica, and they did like a, I kid you not, they did a sing-off of Candy Store. Of course Um, they did. And honestly, like, they're not bad singers, but they are not Broadway caliber singers. I feel like there must just be something in Madison Petch's, is that how you say her last name? Petch? Sure. I feel like there's something just in her contract that says... She has to She has to sing at least once a season. But then everyone... Because I think Veronica, she actually has some singing training. 
Poor Lily Reinhardt, you can tell she did not want to sing at first. She's probably gotten some lessons since then, except for when they dubbed her over for the next to normal episode. But you can just tell, like, oh, my God, it is high school theater level. Like, that is the one That's part the of the one, show. <laughs> one part of the high school That's scenario accurate. that they got right. And I think it's also because Kevin, the guy who plays yeah. Kevin, he's the younger brother of Corey Cott, who played Jack in Newsies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're brothers. So Corey Cott is really talented. I mean, so is Casey, I think his name is, Casey Cott, who plays Kevin. But, like, he's also like, this is how I'm going to get to Broadway, basically. So he's, like, belting out in full tenor vibrato yeah. voice. And I'm like, dude, you're, a high sc- you're in high school. Like, calm down. Um, so that was the, the Heathers episode. And they did a couple more songs. But, of course, they don't fit in the plot, right? Yeah. Then I want to – I don't really care about – what was the other one that they did? Oh, Hedwig and the Angry Itch. Oh, yeah. That was just Kevin wanting to play Hedwig and put on the show at school, and the principal was like, no, it's inappropriate. So he, of course, dresses oh. up like Hedwig and, like, puts on a show. Okay. Yeah, that was – it was, like, fine. It was very unmemorable. That's very strange, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably it's, Casey Cott. Here's, the, here's what it feels like. It feels like almost every part of this show – has been done before yeah and they're just like taking random moments from other tv shows or movies or plays slash musicals mm-hmm. and just throwing it in a hat and pulling it out and be yeah. like what or what's gonna happen in this next episode mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's anything like that original happening mm-hmm. and that's i think what makes it feel so horrible not even <laughs> horrible just like confusing yeah and i mean i think at this point the show was big enough they're like do you as the actors have anything you've dreamt about doing and of course they're like i want to play heather chandler i want to play head again you know and they're like all right see what we can do you know yeah um and then i want to talk about the next to normal one because it was in season five and they so, for those of you who don't know Next to Normal, there's some, like, serious, like, rock belting in there. So, of course, what they do is they have Betty's mom going crazy over the death of Polly. And she's the mom who's, like, struggling yeah, yeah. with bipolar. This woman, they do absolutely nothing to her voice. She cannot sing. She <sighs> sings in almost every song. She cannot sing. However, they get full singing dubs for Betty and Jughead and they're belting, screlting they're singing everything you're like these are not, they don't even try to make them sound like they're the same people also Jughead is dating Tabitha Tate, Pop's granddaughter, the owner of the hamburger place and she's actually a decent singer, this is also the season where they have the 8 month pregnant Vanessa Morgan do Little Shop of Horrors oh yes you told me that um, which was also, highly recommend you look it up just because it is a travesty it's Cheryl and Vanessa Morgan who plays Tony and I think Tabitha the owner, singing Little Shop of Horrors for no no apparent reason um other Hall- than Halloween special. Yeah, maybe it was there, like their <laughs> Halloween episode or something. Um, but the Next to Normal, it just... Because you only get it if you know what Next to Normal yeah. is. If that you, is a very, like... Only people who really like musical theater would know that show. Yeah. So it seems kind of odd that they would... Put also, it Hedwig. 
I yeah. feel like that's also very... I mean, maybe that is their fan base, and we just don't know. We just don't, yeah, maybe. Because if you did not know what I what Next to Normal was about, there would be no way that you would understand the context of the songs, yeah. because a lot of her, like, going crazy is done through the songs, and you just, like, wouldn't get it. Yeah. But either way. Oh, I forgot to tell you about Jughead and the Rat King. <laughs> So there's the Moose King and, <laughs> and the, the Rat, Rat King. King. So the Rat King is a figment of Jughead's imagination from when he was an alcoholic in New York City and Betty didn't come to his book premiere. So he got really drunk. Was this seven years in the future? Yes. Okay. okay. And he got drunk and fell down a sewer hole and then ended up. <gasps> oh, yeah. you mentioned this for a second to me. Yeah. He fell down a sewer hole, um, ended up sleeping down there for two weeks because he thought he was being held captive by the Rat King who made him read his book to him until he let him go. Um, and then he goes on a whole pilgrimage to New York to figure out if the Rat King is real and he finds out that he is indeed not real. And then he decides to stop drinking. <sighs> any, any way it takes, I guess. So now let's talk about the magic. Okay. So season six is where if you had not seen seasons one through five, you could watch season six because it is completely disconnected from every other point of of the show. First off, in episode one, they kill Archie. He is yet to come back. What? In episode two, they kill Tony. She becomes La Llorona. <laughs> Scary. Um, in episode three... What happens in episode three? I feel like a major character dies in every single episode so far. Who's left? Um, Betty, Betty Cheryl, Kevin. Kevin made it. Yeah. Well, he's not a big enough character that they would kill him off. Mm. Um, Jughead almost... Tabitha almost kills Jughead, but she doesn't because she's possessed by a ghost. <laughs> so... In season one, Cheryl wants to be a witch. So she starts... I feel like that makes sense. It does, but then it quickly loses touch with reality. She starts a commune, much like Chad Michael Murray. Okay. She has her little orphan girls that she's training to be witches. Great. And Kevin is the musical director of her church. (laughs) Okay. So then they need a human sacrifice. So somehow they put a spell on Betty to get Betty to become pregnant with Archie's kid because Betty and Archie are together. And then she is pregnant with Archie's kid and they kill Archie. Episode two, La Llorona. La Llorona snatches Betty's baby from her as well as Tony's baby. That tracks. And in order to get her baby back, her I think his name is Antonio or Anthony or something. Betty's baby? No, Tony's, Tony's baby. Betty's baby never even made it past the six-week mark, it seems. Oh. Um, she has to become La Llorona to get La Llorona to not kill her baby. So she's dead. Okay. Then in episode three, I don't remember what happens. Nor in episode four. Oh, episode four is when Tabitha and Jughead move in together because they're dating. I thought Tabitha died. No, that was Tony. Who's Tony again? Tony's Vanessa Morgan, Cheryl's girlfriend. Oh, okay, okay. So in episode four, Tabitha pops 
granddaughter yeah. moves in with Jughead. And they okay. move into an apartment that has, like, a really low, low rate. And there's a spider. Low, low Yelp rating. <laughs> low rent and Yelp rating. Jughead kills a spider. And that is where it is all goes Spider-Man wrong. now? No. <laughs> no. So she's like, don't kill the spider. If you kill a spider, it's bad luck. And then they start feeling like they're getting bit all over at night. And Ooh. then they realize that there's this Romeo and Juliet-like couple who once lived in that apartment. And the girl killed the guy for whatever reason. And basically Jughead's like, this is a great idea because he's an author. So I'm going to write. And oh, I'm going to rewrite Romeo and Juliet yeah, for the eighth thousandth time basically so he has this old timey typewriter that drives tabitha crazy the night because you know it's super loud which basically drives her insane and then she tries to kill him because he's making ships in a bottle while she's out there trying to save pops and like pay the rent basically pretty normal i would say oh my gosh but then she's like where'd you get all the scotch i thought you weren't drinking so she like knocks over all the scotch gets a broken bottle and then she tries to kill him and then all of a sudden she's like i'm not gonna be like the ghost i'm not gonna kill you and she like exercises the ghosts from herself basically and she's like well it's a good thing i didn't kill you <laughs> oh my god and then the last episode has actually been my favorite episode of riverdale to this day <laughs> after four years of suffering it's the long game it's the long game because this is a cheryl only episode basically where you see cheryl blossom in three different decades okay. of women so she plays abigail abigail rose blossom grandma rose. rose in victorian riverdale does that add up like no like year wise you'll you'll understand why because she was a witch that was my coffee if you heard that (laughs) um sort of um and then she plays i can't remember what her name was but i'll call her nini she calls nini blossom in like the 50s and she's playing cheryl now okay and so there's this, like, lunar eclipse going. So she calls up her cousin. Again, all these people are cousins. Sabrina Spellman. <laughs> gotcha. Or maybe they're in the same coven or something. But Sabrina doesn't show up till like, the last ten minutes of the episode. So they give all the backstory for how all these women are connected. And basically what happens is Tony from the 1800s. Yeah. I think it's Civil War time. Tony from the 1800s? The actress who plays Tony. Yeah. She's a character in this. As, like, her descendants. As her ancestor. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I meant. That's what She's I meant. like, Loki, I killed my husband because he wanted to control my life. Can I come live with you because you run, like, a school for girls and you, like, don't want a husband. So, of course, they fall in love. So, this is Nana Rose. Yeah. Nana okay. Rose. Abigail Blossom. So, they fall in love, but then there's somehow news that her brother Jason at the time, her also her brother Jason, died in the war, and her brother mysteriously wants this guy he's never talked about to marry Abigail. Sorry, you lost me. <laughs> so, so, Nana Rose's twin brother Jason, twin brother Jason, was fighting in the Civil War. He died. He died. She has another brother. No, who's the brother you just talked about? Jason. No, the other one. That you said wants her to get married to, like, this random guy. That's Jason. So this guy shows up with a letter supposedly from Jason who died. Got you, got you. Saying, I want you to marry the guy who's giving you this letter. letter. Okay. We find out it is false. 
and that that guy who is played by one of the other characters um killed jason because they're rich yeah he's also a warlock okay yeah so when abigail tries to kill him and figures out that he's a warlock as this comet is coming around the first time he curses her comet yeah that's like the eclipse the comet the solar event that's like happening in three different times okay okay yeah so it comes around and he curses her with everlasting life and right before he does that he kills tony's like great great grandmother or whatever so she's stuck living her life forever okay so we find out then we jump to nini's so is cheryl nana rose not really sort of it'll be explained so we jump to nini she's in the 1950s and she has like a women independence type farm type thing where she mostly for focuses on like giving women birth control to like escape their husbands and of course all of the husbands played by everyone except archie i think they killed archie because his real life girlfriend had a baby but all the guys come back as like the abusive 1950s husbands blah 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 and of course betty like wants to get birth control and then like Cheryl's Nini gives her birth control and then Jughead who's her husband's like don't give my wife birth control like blah 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 I'll have you killed or whatever and she's like try me. try me <laughs> and then they get the FBI involved and they charge her during this is during the red scare they charge her as a commie and they lock her up <laughs> and then the comic comes around as Nini is let out of jail by Betty's like great-grandmother or whatever as she's having her daughter which I don't really get how that plays in because i don't really get who that would be um in the current storyline but whatever and then you see modern day cheryl who's like talking to nana rose retelling this whole story and then one of the girls from the commune comes in and she's like i want to be here for whatever you're doing so sabrina comes up and they basically kill nana rose (laughs) because who kills her sabrina and cheryl do a spell Okay. And they basically, you basically figure out at the end that Cheryl and Nini both, like, transferred their souls into the old bodies so that the older version could leave. Like, Abigail's soul was transferred from Abigail to Nini, and then Cheryl gave her soul to the person who's Nana Rose and they like switch souls so that that one soul can like leave and it's technically Abigail who's oh. living in all of the Blossom women. Except for Cheryl. Well until she does the ritual and then she switches souls with Abigail so that Nana Rose can die. But now okay so but now, now Cheryl she's is gonna Abigail. live on forever. But then Cheryl, yeah, so Cheryl is now Abigail until someone transfers her soul at the next comet. But doesn't it mean that Abigail still lives on forever because it's her soul? Couldn't tell you how it works, but it was a happy ending for Abigail and Tony's dead grandmother. All right. So that's what you missed on Riverdale, Taylor. How do you feel? Well, it does feel like the last episode is the most interesting. Yeah. It seems a little creepy. I don't really like creepy that much. Honestly, they try and make it creepy, but it's like TV 14. Like, yeah. it's not actually that scary. They just take, like, spooky premises, basically. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just hooked on to other horrible TV shows instead. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any last parting thoughts about Riverdale? Um, This is its last season, right? I have no idea. My parting thought is I hope this is the last season. (laughs) I hope that you get your soul gets transferred back to you. I can rest in peace. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like there's probably going to be a season seven because this was like a six episode. This was River Vale. This wasn't Riverdale. So I feel like there's probably going to be one more season and then they're just going to be like, God, put me out of my misery. Like you can tell Lily Reinhardt. actors, yeah. Yeah, Lily Reinhardt's like, please, every time I have to say a line, a soul, piece of my soul dies. But... Yeah, it's just, it's literally all plot and no nuance because they have so many characters now. Yeah. Like, oh, also Josie's tour bus gets, like, blown up or something. Yeah, it's wild. There's just no way that you can keep up with it. Like, I don't know how they keep up with it, basically. That's what I was thinking, too. It's, like, how do the actors, like, read the script and be, like, are are able to make it make sense in their mind in order to play the character i don't know if they even can anymore i don't know if they can either because once jughead went on his alien interlude like he thought the mothman existed (laughs) like it was kind of crazy i don't know how they can either i don't think they do because every episode is like so so, different yeah yeah and it feels like they do one of those like sitcom things where now instead of having a season-long issue, it's, like, episode by episode. Which I guess kind of makes sense because they're doing so much, but, like, it definitely changes the pacing of the show. Yeah. But, yeah, that's Riverdale, you guys. If you've seen it, um, comment on, like, the Instagram post or whatever and let us know if you are also baffled by this post. (laughs) And also, if you haven't seen it, would Let you? us know <laughs> if you were able to follow along with this. Or if you'd watch it. Yeah, that too. Um, And also let us know if you want to have Taylor in more episodes. I know she didn't talk a whole lot, but we had a lot of ground to cover in a very short amount of time. Yeah, I was more just just a live audience <laughs> in this one. Um, But yeah, happy holidays. This is your Christmas present from <laughs> JTL to you. I hope you like it. <laughs> Um, no refunds. And we will see you, I don't know, whenever. <laughs> um, Taylor. Announced. Yeah, Taylor, do you have anything? This is like your hot ones, 30 seconds. Do you have anything to promote? <laughs> this camera, this camera, this camera. Absolutely nothing. Great. Well, <laughs> I guess bye. Bye. <laughs>